What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Doggy Diamonds. You are now listening to No Filter Podcast. No filter means honesty. If you're afraid of honesty, then this ain't the podcast for you. We're going to be honest today. Just like that, we are live once again. Doggy Diamonds, no filter. Was having some audio issues earlier. This is not my normal office setup. This is the computer setup. So uh, rather the computer setup, the live setup, the YouTube setup. So shout out to everybody that's listening on YouTube. Uh, This is the Doggy Diamonds, no filter live on YouTube. So for the people who are listening to the playback on Google Play, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, you could also listen to this live sometimes on YouTube. So that's what's up. Shout out to everybody who's, you know, who who tuned in. So that's what it is. You know, I see a lot of people in the room right now. Shout out to y'all. Uh, so we're going to get into some topics real quick. I can't really attend to the chat room. None of my moderators are here right now. And, um, but it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do what I got to do. So I want to go through a few topics real quick. We're going to try to stay on topic because I'd be going off a little bit, but I'm going to stay on topic. Uh, first thing I want to talk about one of the biggest hot topics right now is the whole H&M fiasco. At the end of the day, um, you know, when I saw the shirt, I was a little disappointed maybe because I know better. And also the racial undertones that comes with calling black people monkeys and looking at black people as monkeys, you know, that, that, uh, that's not even a racial undertone. That's a damn overtone in a tone. So everybody knows about, you know, how we've been called monkeys, apes, gorillas, and all that. So that, that's, that sweater wasn't cool for H&M to put that on there. So what happened was, when you put something like that on 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 a, a black child, they're gonna be like, you know, they, me, us, all the people are gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you really just put that shirt on a black child? Now, this is the thing. H H M H and M. I don't shop at H and M because <laughs> that shit is Euro cut. And um, that shit is just very, very weird, you know. So um, at the end of it all. Uh, when you go in H and M, because I've been in there before, because you know they have a lot of a lot of nice um work clothes for women. You know this is not for me. You know a lot of that shit is Euro cut, and me being not Euro, uh, and when I say Euro, I mean uh Caucasian Euro. I don't mean you know the the Nigerians in the UK, and you know I'm not talking about them and and the you know some of the black people that live out there. I'm talking about um you know uh. Europeans. So um it says Euro cut on it. So the shit be young, basically. Long story short, the clothes be young as a motherfucker and young. And our lingo is small and fitted. Now, you know, it's the style a little bit for people to wear their clothes a little bit more fitted. You know, you you don't got no business rock, rocking no five XTs and those sixty XTs and all that. <laughs> you know, that's that's real. I'm I'm gonna keep it all. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 with you. You got no business wearing no big ass t-shirts anymore. But when you go in um H and M, you know that shit is just weird. And then, 
you know, shout out to the weekend for, you know, taking a stand. I, I guess, you know, I hope it was done with sincerity or it could be, you know, I don't, I don't want to knock him. Just shout out to the weekend. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to look at the other side of the coin or why he could have did it. So at the end of the day, uh, I don't shop at H&M. But when I saw the sweater on the little boy, at first I looked at it and I was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, they got to know that they was out of line. But then what really, really bothered me about it, where is the little child's parents? Who okayed that shit? Because you can't do shit to children without the okay of a parent. So when I seen it, I was like, yo, his mother or father signed off on that shit or mother and father signed off on this shit. So I was like, okay. H&M is going to do what they do because they're a corporation. You know, sometimes, believe it or not, I don't, I don't know if y'all really pay attention to this. Trolling is so big that the president trolled his way to the presidency. He still trolls to this day. He still trolls to this day. Trolling is so big. Trolling is people in the comments. Trolling is people that just say shit for shock value to go against the grain. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, H&M got to know that they shouldn't have did that. You know, and I'm going to keep it all the way all the way real with y'all. If that shirt was on a little white child, or on a little Asian child, or on a little uh, Middle Eastern child, I would have still been like, nah, because you don't call a child a monkey. You know what I'm saying? You don't call a child a monkey like, especially not a black child. So when I saw it, it bugged me out. But then as as much as everybody was mad at uh, H&M, I was like, what about the parents? You know what I'm saying? What about the parents? So who okayed that as far as his parents? Now, what's happening is, and this is this is reason why this is so important. Everybody talk about getting that bag. I got to get that bag. Um, the funniest thing about the bag is that you got the average working person who works a nine to five or a a 10 to six or, you know, 11 to seven or, you know, whatever you work, um, the bag is starting to make people do anything for the bag. And if you got to work, if you, if you work every day, you don't get no bag, you get direct deposit, cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Stop that whole bag uh, terminology that everybody talk about. I got to get the bag, the bag, the bag, the bag. That's having motherfuckers is doing anything for the bag, even if it includes selling out their own children. Even if they got to do something to their children. So now look, you have a, maybe a black woman or a black father or a black mother and father who's in poverty, who has a child that gets an H&M ad and they say, we're going to put this shirt on them and we're going to give you this amount of money. Uh, If she's impoverished and she don't, you know, she might be eating ramen noodles every night. Who knows? I don't know her background. Now, uh, what happens when they offer her money that could take her out of a situation or offer her money 
that could feed them. What do you what do you do? So this is what's happening in situations. This is what I'm talking about with corporations. With corporation, corporations is having people sell their soul. Because a lot of people, a lot of times when people hear sell their soul, they automatically think about something Illuminati, you think about something homosexual, you think about this whole blood sacrifice thing. No, sometimes selling is your soul is doing something you know you have no business doing for a certain amount of money. Now, when you're in a situation where you're impoverished and you don't have any money, what are you to do? Do you blame her for getting money? I do personally because you sold your child out. Your soul, I mean, yeah, your soul and your child's soul forever is going to be billed as the coolest monkey in the world. Forever. He's forever going to be the coolest monkey in the world. And you did that to your child for money. So as much as I blame H&M, um, you know, H&M do shit like that. All these corporations is going to do stuff like that. You know, you had, remember you had um, uh, sneakers with like, they had like shackles. You have, um, you have some clothes that have uh, gang flags on the clothes. You have some boots that had gang flags and that's cool, but you know what comes with that. And what's happening is that we're not paying attention to the supply and demand and the corporations looking at us like we're stupid. And they're just playing off of our lack of knowledge and our stupidity. That's what they're doing. That's why I have my hats called intelligence as gangster, because we got to switch the whole thought process of being stupid. It's not cool. So when you sit there and you listen to podcasts and you, you watch people videos, and they say and do stupid stuff and they don't kind of laugh at it. They like have excuses and say, you know, um, you know, I'm stupid or. I think it's being pushed on people that being unintelligent is cool and it's not really cool because the lack of knowledge. Can get you killed or others hurt. So we have to change that whole thought process of. Yo. I'm I'm stupid and it's okay because people are thinking they can stupid their way to the money. And you really can't because being stupid, yeah, you might get rewarded for riches, but can you keep it? And who did you hurt in the process? So I blame the mother in that situation. H&M um, is doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal. H&M is going to do what H&M do. You know, um, but I blame the mother and I don't want to make no excuses for her, but I know some of y'all out there, the way y'all chase this bag, the way y'all talk about this bag, the way y'all talk about getting to this money and I got to get money. Who knows what y'all do for money? Because what y'all call money is not even real money. You got people with like $40 in their pocket talk about I'm getting money. Or we getting money. You know what I'm saying? And that shit ain't no money. And I always tell people, you heard me say this for 10 years. If you could count your money, you broke. You know what I'm saying? 
If you could count your money, you are broke. So I don't care about H&M because I ain't going to shop there. I never shopped there anyway. And the funny thing about that is that black people still going to shop at H&M. They was there yesterday. Facts. I walked past. My, my phone was dying. Um, so I couldn't film. But black people was in there yesterday shopping. Like, you didn't see the shit all over the internet. So the funny thing about it is that us as a people, we don't take no stands for anything. We have a stance because it's trendy to be uh, woke. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's another thing I want to build on before I get into the Oprah and the um, the, the Oprah and, and, and Joe Button versus the world right now. You have people saying that they're woke, right? Now, when you think about woke, right? Woke is another term for conscious. You know, when you're conscious, you're woke. When you're unconscious, you're asleep. You know, so now they made up woke. But woke is some all-inclusive all shit. Conscious is not. You know, so when you conscious, that automatically is synonymous with black consciousness and, and black power and a certain community. Because there's no such thing as the woke community. Right. So now they started saying woke. And woke is to combat consciousness in the conscious community, in my opinion. So now you have regular people saying I'm woke, but woke is all inclusive. Woke is not um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not threatening. It's not uh, it doesn't strike any fear. It's, it's no real strength in being woke. Everybody is woke. But when you say I'm conscious and I'm a part of the conscious community, the black conscious community, that has a certain uh, attachment to certain things. And it's a little bit more strength and fear that goes with that in certain people. They be like, OK, they're one of them. So I know where they stand. I know I can't run this bullshit on them. And I know what they don't stand for. Right. So now you got woke. Woke is all inclusive. Woke could be. White people, woke could mean um, gay people, woke could mean the LB, uh, whatever that acronym is, LB, I think LBGTQ, I think. Yeah. Woke just means everybody now. So that's an all-inclusive thing. So now they got these little buzzwords like I'm, I'm woke because the conscious community automatically got put in a box of hoteps. You know what I'm saying? Which is always funny to me because they took one of our ancestral greetings and, and made it a joke or made it something bad. So if you're a hotep, uh, you're put in a certain box. You know, because you even got some people who make money off the conscious community and crowdfund from the conscious community that always diss the conscious community and talk about the hoteps, you know, which is very weird because the hoteps are the one that support people. But that's a whole nother topic, right? Um, you got little words that's being used. You got, you know, again, you got woke. Uh, and I just don't, I don't fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Either you have knowledge yourself or you don't. You know, whatever you subscribe to, but you know what you shouldn't be fucking with 
if you got knowledge yourself. And you you either going to come out of certain schools. You're going to come out of Marcus Garvey, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Hey, you might even go to MLK way. It's on you. But this new woke thing, I'm not jacking that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not jacking this whole woke thing because that shit is very non-threatening. It's very corny. And everybody thinks they're woke. But how everybody's so woke, still getting hit with the okie doke, still getting hit with dumb shit, you know. And then I seen how they remixed the H uh, and M shirt, and they put the uh, they put shame around the H and M and put you know King, and I was like, that looked like a dope shirt. But the craziest shit is that uh, if that was a shirt being sold by black people. Nobody would buy that shit anyway, because anytime black people sell clothes, nobody buys the shit. For example, uh, you have black clothing designers, which, you know, again, it's a tough situation because when you're independent, you try to go to the people for funding. This is something that I was talking about on um, Sarnetta last night. When you're independent, you go to the people for funding because you want to keep, um, you know, Keep your integrity because once you start taking certain monies from corporations, then they try to dumb down your message sometimes. They might say, well, don't say this, say that. And I know this for a fact. Oh, another word is black excellence now. Black excellence, instead of saying, that's, no, 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 no. Before I jump ship, let me, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. You got woke and now you got black excellence. That's being pushed. Black excellence is cool, but nothing is bigger than black power. Saying black power is the biggest thing you can say. Black excellence is cool. Black excellence is the end result of black power. So now they're saying black excellence instead of saying black power. So they're taking these words and changing the words. And again, it's making it all inclusive. So when you look at black excellence, um, you got a lot of people who deal with cultural appropriation because, you know, let's just keep it. Let's keep it all the way real. I love, uh, I love all my Puerto Rican fam. You know, I don't want to say fan. I want to say all my Puerto Rican people. I love all my Dominican people. I love my Cubans. I love everybody. But at the same time, you have people want to be black when it's convenient. You know, because to be black in America, you go through some shit and you've been through some shit. So don't want to be black when it comes to the music and the culture of the music and selling. But then other than that, you don't want to be like you're black because that shit is corny because I see a lot of people doing that because like I said to somebody on uh, Facebook one day, an Afro-Latina or Afro-Latino, this is an oxymoron. It's like African-American is an oxymoron because what is a, what is a Latina Latino? So, 
if you're in from the Dominican Republic and you're from African descent, why would why wouldn't what is a Latino or a Latina? I, I I don't I'm not sure. I gotta talk to my homie Malik about that. I think we did a show on that, but I need that broken down to me again. And um it's like an African American. All right, black people of African descent. And you're born in America. So that's why you call yourself an African-American. But what is a Latino or a Latina? I, I don't know. And I really need to uh, get educated on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I really don't know what that is. Because then you got some people who want to be ha- Latino. You got some people who want to be Hispanic. And then you got some people who want to be Spanish. Matter of fact, we did build on this show. I got to go back and study that. But then when it comes with... All right, somebody in the chat said Latinos are mixed with African, European, and Native American. So that's what a Latino is. Okay. All right. And I don't like the word, um, I don't like the word melanated. I, that, that word bothers me too. Because everybody got everybody got melanin. Even white people got melanin. They just don't have a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not the darkest brother in the world, so I ain't going to be sitting here talking about all this melanin stuff. I'm not saying that uh, I don't like the word because I don't have a lot of it because I do have melanin. The problem that I'm having with the word melanin is, so you're trying to tell me the Indians, meaning that the the, the Indians from the continent, India, they can't claim melanin. The Pakistanis can't claim melanin. So when you say melanated, that's, you know, it's a little, you know, it's, it's other people that could stake that claim to being melanated. So are you, are you kin to the Indians and the Pakistanis and are you kin to them? Is that when you say melanated? You know, I'm, I'm confused. All right, but let me get back on topic. So, all right, let's just get this out of the way. I hate black excellence. I hate woke. And what's the other one I hated again? I forgot. I just know I hate black excellence and I hate woke. Damn all that. You're either conscious and black power. That's that. And and, and stop worrying about offending people when you take any stance for your people. That's another thing too, man. Because proving your greatness. Yo, listen, I'm going to keep it real with you. Oh, Hotep. I hate Hotep, too. There you go. Crazy 225 reminded me, Hotep. Let me explain something to you. If a white person says white power, that shit don't bother me. It it really don't bother me. That shit, I don't give a fuck. You don't got no power over me. But I don't give a fuck, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel offended by it because this country was built off of that and it's still going on. So please say it. Please identify yourself. Please. So when you had the people in Charlottesville was marching with their little tiki torches and was so uh, um, threatening with their little tiki torches, I was like, man... That shit don't, that shit is, yo, let them do that. Identify with people who you, one of the, one of the biggest things you could ever have is your, the identity of your so-called enemy for them to reveal themselves. They were most dangerous when they had on hoods. When they took the hoods off and you seen, oh shit, remember um, 
I'm a little older, but Scooby-Doo. And they take the mask off of Scooby-Doo and you're like, it's the butler. Or it was the mailman the whole time. The mailman was the boogeyman. When they take the hoods off, that's cool. I don't, it don't bother me when people identify their issues with other people. I, I like it because then I know who I'm dealing with. The scariest things when people act like they're for you and they're really not. So when they say certain shit, cool. And um, saying it's like pro-black. Pro-black doesn't mean anti-anything. That's another thing that um, we have to realize. Um, Pro-black doesn't mean anti-anybody. You know, so at the end of the day, when I say pro just means for something, you know, when I just say uh, I, I believe first, you know, so the whole thing of race is crazy in this country because we still talking about it after we so whole we so-called got civil rights, which we know that wasn't for us. You know, that was another all inclusive thing, civil rights, you know, because all in all honesty. Uh, white women benefited from civil rights more than anybody. But um, um. Anyway, all right, I ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna deal with that too long. So I want to talk about. Well, we're gonna go right back into it somewhat. We're gonna talk about Oprah Winfrey for president because you know she gave her little speech at the Golden Globes and everybody was just all, you know, Oprah could be president. Blah 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 blah. Um. The crazy shit about that is like, I was like, Oprah is president? So, all right, look. When you think about Oprah as president, that means Oprah Oprah Winfrey. And please don't compare her to Donald Trump because we all could, you know, um, agree that Donald Trump is, you know, he is what he is. I don't, you know, I don't really say too much stuff about the president in public because, you know, whatever. But when you deal with Oprah, right? Um, Oprah Winfrey can actually be the yeah, people are saying Oprah Winfrey for president think about it Oprah Winfrey is going to be the person that decides whether the country goes into war or not let's really think about that Oprah Winfrey has the codes to the nuclear bombs now this is my issue with Oprah not that I don't like Oprah, but Oprah, if you look at the pictures, is all hugged up with Harvey Weinstein, right? She was all hugged up. Oprah hated hip-hop, this hip-hop, which bothered me. She was hugged up with Harvey Weinstein, and we already know you know, what he's accused of and, you know, allegedly he did certain things. And Oprah's own man won't even marry her. So when it, but when you sit there and say, yo, she been in a relationship with a dude that won't even marry her. How the hell could she be president and her own man don't want to even marry her? Let's really think about that. We're supposed to believe in somebody that a man don't believe in her enough to marry her. Now, it ain't got to be a traditional marriage. It ain't got to be uh, uh, the church, the bells and whistles. But this dude don't even want to commit to her 
and holy matrimony. But she could be the president of the most powerful country in the world. What do Stedman know that we don't know? Stedman knows something. Stedman is like, yo, look, I fuck with you, but I ain't fucking with you like that. We cool. Let's just keep it, you know, let's just keep it how it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's, you know, we know what it is. Stedman is like, yo, we know what it is. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, we know what it is. The world don't even know. They don't need to know what it is. And that, and just all them pictures with her and um, Harvey Weinstein and that whole, you know, black feminist thing. I don't, I don't like that, um, that, that black feminist thing either. Everybody, when you get a chance after this broadcast, look up Gloria Steinem. Look up Gloria Steinem. Serious. Somebody said the wildest thing in the comments. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody said Stedman know her pussy's thing. Yo, young poppy, yo. Come on, man. I ain't going to say Oprah. I ain't saying nothing like that. Listen. No, I'm getting to the Joe button right now. But I'll, Oprah can't be no motherfucking president. If you're going to, listen, when I think of black women presidents, listen, this is who I think about. Maxine Waters. I think Maxine Waters would make a great black woman president. She's a, she's been in the game for a little minute. She know politics. And she know the system. So Maxine Waters. Her name is Gloria Steinem. Look up Gloria Steinem. S-T-E-I-N-E-M. Gloria Steinem. Look up who that is. Look up her, look up Margaret Singer too, S-A-N-G-E-R. But um, yeah, Maxine Waters would be a dope female president. I put her before Michelle Obama. I, I wasn't into the whole Obama craze, sorry. All right, now moving right along. Somebody said Condoleezza Rice. Get the fuck out of here. Damn her too. She was down with the bullshit. All right, so... We building, we keeping it flowing, you know. Shout out to everybody who's on the check-in right now. Doggy Diamonds, no filter. We live on YouTube. This is audio. I didn't turn the camera on because we got to get used to the audio a little bit. I got some big announcements coming soon. So stay tuned with me. Uh, I got some, you know, I got some stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? I got some, I got some, you know, it's the beginning of the year. See, new year, people think new year me, new year, new me. I'm cutting this person off. Miss me with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? New year to Doggy Diamonds mean the beginning of the fiscal year. New money, new budget. And I'm trying to find out how all this new money is coming into play and how I'm going to be a part of that. That's what that means to me. So that's what that means. So uh, now listen, Joe Button. Now, when I look at my podcast, right, Doggy Diamonds No Filter is on iTunes. SoundCloud and Google Play, and it's gonna be on more platforms soon. I'm working on that. Watch, watch, watch. Uh, what happens is when I look at my podcast and I look at my title, I say, "Yo, Joe Button is in like four of my goddamn um titles on my podcast." I said, "I talked about Joe Button like 
three, four times on my fucking podcast. So I was a little reluctant today uh, to talk about Joe Budden. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was a little reluctant today. I was like, uh, I, I don't know if I should talk about him because I think I talked about him too much. But shout out to him because if y'all seen the This Year's Trash, this year was dope. Joe Button and Charlemagne actually shouted me out. So, you know, that means they don't feel like I'm talking about him and they don't reciprocate it. So I, we we on Butter Buddy. Joe Button actually got me blocked on Twitter, believe it or not, which is funny as fuck, but he blocked me on Twitter. Um, he actually talked about me um on when he interviewed Tribe Gangster too. He shouted me out, salute to that. Um and the Charlemagne the God and Joe Button shout out on the the one of the top interviews of the year, you know. Salute to them on that. But listen, right? That is the funniest shit. What fucked me up was everyday struggle, which Joe Button's not even a part of anymore. He talked about Eminem's album. He said the Eminem Revival album was fucking whack. You know, and when I seen the comments from the people, because I go by the people, and there's certain people's opinion that I really trust, not that I really trust Joe Button's opinion on music, but he said it was whack. And I seen a lot of people say this, this, this shit was whack. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the people who were saying it was dope, I expected them to say it was dope. I expected uh, Royce the 5'9", was going to say it was dope. You know, I respect their music, but I respect, um, I, I expect it rather. I expected um, Conway and, um, uh, how the fuck I forget his name? Conway and um, his brother. Shit. You would think I smoke. What the hell is Conway brother name again? Hey, yo, what the fuck is his name? Might help me. I'm having a problem. Oh, Westside Gun. Shit, I'm, I'm sorry. I expect Conway and Westside Gun to say the album is dope because they're signed to him. But then when I see, I started seeing people who was uh, not, they didn't have any, um, you know, affiliation to him say this shit was horrible, right? I started saying, hold on, maybe it is whack now. All right, let's keep it real. I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the world. I think Eminem is overrated. Even on that Chloroseptic remix, which we're going to get to, he did his thing on there a little bit. That's more of the Eminem I think everybody liked. Uh, but it wasn't even the whole verse. It was just a part of it that was dope. Joe Button said the shit was whack. Joe Button's a part of media. You're supposed to say whack shit is whack. I don't care who it is. You know what I mean? People that I'm cool with that are not too happy with me or don't talk to me any longer or have problems with me because I think they shit is whack or I just don't like they shit or I told them I don't like certain shit. This is what it's all about. Listen, right now at this stage in the game, we got 9,000 podcasts, right? Everybody's a fucking podcaster. Everybody's an interviewer. Whatever. If you listen to somebody else over me, I don't give a fuck. I just want you to listen to me too. You know what I'm saying? I want you to listen to me too. 
I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be mad because you prefer somebody else over me. I'm not going to be like, fuck y'all niggas because y'all listen to this. Y'all niggas because this person got a certain amount of downloads, a certain amount of listens. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm going to do me regardless. Been doing me, going to continue, right? Joe Button supposed to, as a part of media, Doggy Diamonds has said out of his mouth, I'm biased. I've said that. I keep it a book. I'm biased. If you ask me anything uh, about Little Kim, about certain people that I grew up with, that I've known my whole life, I'm not going to say nothing bad about them publicly. I just ain't going to do it. That's just me, though. Because... It's a little different between a business relationship and somebody that I've known my whole life, okay? So I'm not going to diss my family publicly. But I don't think Joe Button considered Eminem to be his fucking family. I mean, yeah, he might have signed you, gave you an opportunity and all that shit, but that shit is business. Shit, Eminem signed and gave 50 Cent an opportunity and then 50 Cent got kicked out the building. Where the fuck was Eminem at to save 50 Cent? So when everybody was saying... uh. Joe Button's going to get fucked up and he need to get fucked up. I was like, so he got to get beat up and it got to be violence because of his opinion? Opinion that he gave before the fucking ball drop? That shit wasn't even recent. That shit was a long fucking time ago. He gave his opinion on that album about a month ago when it came out. So people want to beat him up now? So when I started seeing uh, Bizarre, 50 Cent, you know, talking about physical violence because of a man's opinion on the album, that shit was kind of crazy to me. I was like, yo, hold on. They really want to fight because he said this shit like, are you fucking serious? Niggas get cold whack every day, B. You tough, right? Niggas get called whack every day. And if more people told they fucking homeboys that they shit was whack, we might have less whack rappers, right? Either you're going to get better or you're going to quit. You know what I'm saying? But but Trucker G said they're not going to fight. Don't believe the hype. No, I don't believe that they're going to fight. But just the fact that those words is thrown around. See me, this is how I live my life, right? If you tell me you're going to kick my ass or you're going to slap me, um, you can't untell me that. I'm on point. You know what I'm saying? Shut up and down. If you tell me, shut up. If you tell me you're going to kick my ass or you're going to fight or you're going to slap me, cool. So now you got to kick my ass, fight me, or slap me when you see me. The only way that that's not going to happen is if you go out there and say, that shit is dead. I apologize. Or we made amends. Because if you publicly could say some shit about me, you better publicly apologize. Because that's just the real man thing to do. So, when I see motherfuckers on some old, they want to kick the nigga ass and, and want to fight him, you shouldn't have said nothing about Marshall. I was like, oh, the fuck up. What the fuck Joe Button did what he was supposed to do? Now, do I... Uh, 
do I agree with everything Joe Button say or do? No, Joe Button has me blocked on Twitter. He has he has me blocked on Twitter. This is a fact. I screenshot and show y'all. Do that shit make me hate Joe Button? No, I know why he blocked me because I was fucking with him one day. You know what I'm saying? And I said some shit that uh, he didn't like, but I was being an asshole. I understood why he blocked me, and it's not the end of the world. People get blocked every day. You know what I'm saying? He blocked me and still shouted me out on big platforms. So what the fuck? You know, so it's no hate thing. But at the end of the day, I'm not sensitive about certain shit. I'm not sensitive about opinions. I'm not sensitive about... Now, I know when it comes to your art, it is a certain sensitivity that comes with it because you want people to love your creations. But everybody don't like your shit. Everybody don't like your shit. That's just what it is. Everybody not going to like your shit. People going motherfucking diss you sometimes. People going to talk about you. Fuck that. Get over it. If people say your shit is whack, go make a better album. Look, how many times did people say Jay-Z album was whack or this one, Kingdom Come, was whack? This one, now, then he do Kingdom Come, then he come back on American Gangster. That's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Every day, somebody say, Doggy Diamonds, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. They don't say it in my face, but on the internet. I see that all the time. Yo, you ain't shit. This is better than you. Somebody who stayed in the chat tried to troll me with a comment for some shit that happened last year that somebody said about me. That mean, a person resolved the issues publicly, but they still came in here and say that. Do, do I get mad? Do I even block them or ban them? No. Because people are going to say what they want to say. That's what happened with social media. Social media made it to where anybody could say what they want. Out of your whole life, you might have always wanted to tell Nas, I hate that Nostradamus song. Right? So now via social media, you could go to your favorite artist your favorite artist, and tell them how much you hate their shit. Think about that. Think about how much power think that power people think they have. Think about how the most beautiful woman in the world that everybody loves, you could go right on their social media page and say, you look like your pussy stinks. Think about that. Everybody could be lusting over who, uh, let's say, uh, everybody lusting over. I don't know, because that should be varying. But that's what social media did. That's what we at right now. You know what I'm saying? So you got to deal with that shit. You want to be in this business, you got to deal with it. You got to have thick skin. If people bother you too much, if they troll you, whatever, uh, block them. Now, me personally, I don't mind uh, criticism when it's criticism from a misunderstanding or criticism from you trying to get clarity on something or something that you perceive and you're wrong on. Or just something that you do see that you might... I don't, I don't mind that. Because it's a way to criticize somebody and be very respectful. And there's people who say, yo, doggy, you ever try? And then I explain them and they say, oh, I didn't realize that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jay West. What if Michael Jackson had a Twitter? Listen, first of all, they would have to build a whole new service for Michael Jackson, right? What if Michael Jackson had an Instagram? It would people be people on there calling him a fucking 
pedophile. You fucking fucked your nose up. Oh, he couldn't even run his shit. You know what I'm saying? He would not, shout out to Jay West. That was some good shit. He would not even be able to run his social media because they would fuck with him to no end. And that's where we're at as a people. Me, I go on people's page. I show them love. I show them support. I like their shit. I share their shit. I retweet. I, I tap, double tap on Instagram. I leave comments. I do different things. People I do not like, I do not fucking follow them. If you say some shit that's dumb as shit, I do not go on your Instagram to tell you you're dumb. Fuck you. I do not take time out of my day to talk to people I don't like. Seriously. It's too much love to give and too much love to receive to be fucking with people that I don't like. There's only 24 hours in the day, right? They say you're supposed to get eight hours in a day. Nobody get fucked eight hours sleep in a day, my bad. Who the fuck get eight hours of sleep? Nobody get eight hours of sleep. So we're all sleep deprived. So if you got eight hours in a day and you work 10 hours, that's 18 fucking hours. You only got what? How many hours you got left? Six. Now you got to travel. Now you got to eat. You got to spend time with your significant other. And you got to do some leisure, leisure shit. In six hours? It's not possible. You understand? No, it ain't six hours left. It is six hours. Come on, Frankie Knuckles. You're talking about five and shit. Your math is off, bro. Six hours, right? So we're all sleep deprived. So you mean to tell me you deprived yourself of sleep to come fuck with me and talk shit to me? Think about how fucking psychotic you are. So I'd be fucking uh, feeling sorry for people. I'd be like, damn, this motherfucker's sick in the head because I don't spend time doing shit I don't like. Look, I could go live every day. I got so many topics I could talk about, but yo, I be fucking playing Call of Duty sometimes. I be doing shit in the real world. I love the virtual world. I love the the love. I love when people love the content. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take this quick break to ask you a question. Did you subscribe yet? Are you on SoundCloud slash Doggy Diamonds No Filter? Did you hit subscribe yet? Are you on iTunes, Doggy Diamonds No Filter? Did you subscribe yet? How you think you're going to hear this podcast on a regular if you're not subscribed to it? You got to subscribe so then you know the next one they drop. You just going to know. And did you go to the YouTube and subscribe to Doggy Diamonds TV? What the fuck you waiting for? How you think you're going to get all this banging content if you ain't subscribed to it? Fuck that word of mouth. Fuck somebody telling you. Know for yourself. Subscribe. This is Doggy Diamonds. And to everybody who subscribed, salute. Man, women, and child. All right, let's get back into this. But. You got to be careful what you give yourself to because in giving yourself certain shit, you can lose yourself in certain things. And I refuse to lose myself in a virtual world of faceless people. You know what I'm saying? Like when you really think about it, I love everybody who shows me love. You know, that is boomerang. Bow right at me, right back at you. Right. But when you really think about it, yeah, I'm on Xbox One. My name is um, War927, W-A-R-927. I'm on Xbox One. But then when you look at the Truman Show and you look at shit, it's like, damn, what do I have for me? I'm on Xbox One, Call of Duty. I'm on Call of Duty, Xbox One. So when you got people who wake up and they look at their phone and they like, oh, they going in on Joe Button. I'm like, yo. It's motherfucking seven in the morning. 
yo, you didn't fucking uh, put that toothbrush in your mouth. You didn't motherfucking wash your face. You didn't do anything that you needed to do for the fucking day for yourself. And you worried about what somebody else is doing. Now, Jay West asked a very important question that I, I have to address. I've addressed it a few times. And um, I'm glad that he asked me this because, you know, on different podcasts, he says, Doggy, do you want to blow up or not care so much? Uh, it depends on, this is something me and my older brother, I have an older brother, and um, shout out to my brother, Mel. Yo, we be fucking having some powerful conversations, man. And it's so dope when you got an older brother who's so many years older than you, but y'all learn so much from each other. And um, I said to him, I said, bro, people measure success by materialism, right? So people believe that if you got a certain car, you're successful. If you got jewelry, you're successful. If you got a house, you're successful. So that's why when people get uh, certain things, they show it off. When they get money, you know, what's the first thing they do? They go get a car. They go get a, a, a house. They go get a jewelry. They do all these things, and that's what they show. And that's what people equate success with is materialism. Doggy Diamonds does not equate success with materialism. I equate success with being able to do what the fuck I want, when I want, no, with no filter, anytime I want. And I equate success with good health, good mental and physical health. I didn't always think like that. I, I got jewelry. Why do you think my name is Doggy Diamonds? I got jewelry. Everybody knows this. But I, re- I really wear my jewelry because when I was in a different mind state, I thought that that was what made me look successful in order instead of being successful. So when I said, hold up, this shit don't mean nothing. Once you buy something, the value of something, it decreases. So I have jewelry. I have everything that a successful person purchases, but that didn't make me feel successful still. What made me feel successful was really, 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 really getting control of my mental health and my physical health. Because, you know, mentally, yo, we go through some shit. Everybody that's listening right now go through some shit mentally. You can tell by the memes. You can tell by the tweets. You can tell by the Facebook posts. Everybody's going through some shit mentally, right? So I've gone through some shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh... I've been through a lot of shit. I, I, I'm open about that. You know, I tell people, yo, I had a very, very rough childhood. Me and my brothers and my sisters talk about this, our upbringing. So, in going through things and having issues with certain things and, and certain things in life that bothers you, like simple shit, like a motherfucker want to give you a hug, you're like, yo, get the fuck off me. You know what I'm saying? And I always tell people, I didn't like to be hugged because I was, as a baby, people always wanted to hug me and kiss me because my mother passed away when I was two years old. So people was trying to, um, uh, it was, I, I felt like people felt sorry for me looking back now. People felt sorry for me and they would be like, oh, the baby, she left her baby, her baby died, her baby. And they would always come, you know, and I'm this little light skin, uh, big cheek, big belly, curly uh, hair, you know, little boy, 
and everybody is always coming and kissing me and hugging me. And that made me like, yo, why the fuck everybody's, you know, every time I turn around, somebody's trying to kiss me and hug me and shit. Like, what the fuck? So as you get older, you like, this shit is a little weird. Are people pitying me? So I started equating uh, kissing and hugging with pity. So that's some shit you got to get out your system because everybody's not hugging and kissing you because you're uh, because you're they pity you. You know what I'm saying? But that's how I felt because that's how I grew up. So um, I had to get that shit out of my system. And then you learn different things like, hold up, nah, that's not always with that. Some people really give a fuck about you and they don't pity you. You know what I'm saying? There is no pity. But for me, I equated kissing and hugging. I'm not talking about the intimate kiss between you and your woman, me and my woman. I meant like the, just the regular kiss on the cheek, like regular people. Yo, what's good? And trying to get like, yo, hold up. I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. Because here it is. My mother passed away when I was two years old. She left four children behind and, and people had to take care of these children. So which is I'm one of them. So I always felt like uh, it was people pitying me and I didn't like that. I actually did get help. I went and saw a therapist. I, I mean, I'm open about this. I tell everybody. I went and, I went and talked to, um, I, I went and talked to a therapist. You know what I'm saying? I, I went, you know what I'm saying? And um, the dope thing about therapy is that you get to talk to people who's not going to judge you or throw that shit in your face when they get mad at you. Because when you deal with the black community, and I've said this before, when you deal with the black community, when we have issues from our childhood or adulthood, our adolescence, our um, teenage years, the way we cope with trauma is we try to drink it away, smoke it away, fuck it away, or be violent to people. And that's not how your trauma goes away. Your trauma goes away by getting to the root of the trauma and what traumatized you and coping with it and finding coping mechanisms and ways to deal with it. So that's what I did. So now when I see my homies and I see my homegirls and I see my aunt, I could say, yo, I love you. And I could give them a hug because everybody know me. No, I don't like hugging. That shit is just a known fact. I don't like hugging. I don't believe that I should hug women that's not my woman anyway, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't believe in um hugging other women. That's just some shit that I believe. I believe that my hugs is reserved for my woman. It's not reserved for every woman. Because people be getting cheap feels, and women be doing that shit to men too. Homies. Women be getting cheap feels off you too. Don't don't get it twisted. They be sizing you up. But um yeah, I went I went and, and talked to somebody. Um and, and and first of all, if you lived in a black community and you grew up in a black community, you uh you know, you definitely have to um seek help from the shit that you've seen. You know what I'm saying? Uh you have to you definitely have to seek help, you know. Or, or just start you a little, yo, me and my cousin Tad, y'all know who uh Tad is. That's my first cousin. Yo, I have so many people in my life that I build with. And I'm talking about powerful builds where if a flower was on the wall, it'd be like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we really, really be going there. And a build with your people is not always talking bad about somebody. It's not gossip. It's not uh, 
you know, down on anybody. It's very, very empowering and enlightening and building each other up. Like how the children are in my family. The children is everybody's children. Yes, they have their mother and their father, but it takes a village to raise children. So when Taz's children might be going through something or they need somebody to talk to, they hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that their father's not available. He's there 24-7. But they could hit me too. They could talk to me too. You know, so that's how we started with the generation after us. We grew up together close. So we want the kids to be close with us and the kid and the children to be close with each other. So that's how we do shit. So um, you know, a lot of people confuse passion with anger. Now, I got some shit in the works. I ain't never going to do nothing that's going to jeopardize my manhood, my safety, or my message and what I am trying to uh, convey to my people. So any opportunity that I take, no, I'll never be compromised. I'll never be compromised. And some people are successful because they're compromised. You know, um, I don't want to be compromised. And I'm not talking about the compromise way, because like I said, I don't want to deal with spooky shit. I don't want to deal with spooky shit, even though it exists. We already, we let y'all know that it exists. But I don't want to deal with the spookiness where you say, oh, this person got this. Oh, he joined the Illuminati. This person got this. He probably did something gay. This person did this. He probably did a blood sacrifice. I'm not talking about that. Even though those things exist, some people do that. But I'm just talking about people uh, doing what they got to do and dumbing themselves down and playing the role of a fool for money. I refuse to ever do that because I can never step outside of myself and be unintelligent. Now, I might say things in jest. If you watch the Beef and Broccoli show, I bug out, I have fun. But I'm never going to step out of the intelligent black man that I am because that's what cooning is. Cooning is somebody who knows better and does foul stuff and does coon shit for money. I'm never going to be that. So. Intelligence is gangster. That's what it is for me. I'm never going to not be that. So anytime that you see me on a platform and you see me elevate, it's because they agree with me how I am. Now, I know if I toned it down on certain things, I know if if I toned it down on certain things, I know if I was a little bit more inclusive, the things that I spoke about earlier with certain things, I would have been had certain situations or certain things because of what I bring to the table. You know, my numbers don't lie. You know, my numbers are my number. So I fit a certain demographic of what they're looking for. But they rarely ever reward people who are here to uplift their people mentally and spiritually. It's always people who walk the fence of this woke shit. I'm not woke. I'm conscious. But I'm not conscious where, you know, I like incense and shit, but I'm not, uh, how could I say that? 
because I because I've said before I'm not conscious and I, I kind of messed up by saying that because I don't think I explained it good enough. Uh I'm conscious. Conscious just means to be woke and aware. But but when woke became a buzzword, that took away from black consciousness. And I didn't like that. I don't like that. So I am conscious because I ain't going to be dealing this woke shit. And more than anything, I'm righteous. You know what I'm saying? I root for the underdog. When nobody's thinking about uh, uh, Ali Vegas, you know, and I was a fan of Ali Vegas, I say, yo, let's do an interview. DJ Big Inf, hook it up. He come through. Boom. 1.4 million views later. We brought a narrative out there that Terry Crews just came out and said, yo, that shit really happens in the parties. This dude grabbed my joint. But when we put out the video with Ali Vegas, everybody was like, yo, you lying. Y'all just saying that because y'all ain't shit. If you think somebody is successful because they showed you a watch or a car, if you think somebody is successful because they showed you a new house, then you got to reevaluate what success is because what is success if you don't have good mental and physical health? That's the success, having good mental and physical health, that shows discipline. That's discipline. Discipline, which if you go to shop.doggydiamondtv.com, you can get your discipline hat and t-shirt. Uh, plug, plug, plug. When you have discipline, that shows you care about yourself and you respect others. Without discipline, you lost. So how could somebody be successful and drink lean, smoke cigarettes, Smoke all types of weird weed, drink liquor every day. That's not successful to me because you're going to die, sadly, from that. Now, you're going to die, period. But you're going to die and kill people with you for the fact of when you die, you're going to tell people that this shit is cool that I'm doing. So now you have drones of zombies walking around. That's like we got in the streets right now. So how could you be successful if you eat Xanax every day? The success would be kicking the addiction. That's success. The success is saying, this is what I got up today to do. And I achieved that. And I didn't step on nobody's toes. I didn't downgrade anybody. I didn't rob anybody. And I achieved this. That is success. Now, it's good to have a house. We all need a place to live. It's good to have a car. You know, you can have a Cooper or you can have a damn Wraith. Whatever. Whatever you prefer. But don't try to equate success with materialism because that's never going to fly with me. I don't give a fuck about your Rolex. I don't give a fuck about your, uh, your chain. I don't give a fuck about none of that because that don't mean you're successful. A good car means you got good credit. A good home means you got good credit. You know, a a, a fucking teenager could have good credit. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean that you are successful because you got a car. Because when you think about it, the real successful people, the people who own uh, Nintendo, who own 
who who own um you know these big corporations you don't even know who they are you don't even know where they live you don't know what they drive black people us are the only people who the minute we get a couple of dollars we start fucking showing out and showing the world the money we just got we the only people who do that shit how much money do Justin Timberlake got do we even know what does Justin Timberlake drive? Where does he live? Who is his children? And I'm just using him for an example. We don't know. We're the only people who try to show everybody that we got it by showing material shit. Material shit don't mean you're successful. You know, because... Look at all the people who had the chains, who had the cars, who had the houses, and then they ain't got that shit no more. You know, so at the end of the day, I mean, listen, honestly, if I was back in my lower self and back when I didn't find my way and I wasn't where I'm at today mentally, I probably would be showing y'all cash and showing y'all my watches and all that shit. I probably would be doing that shit too. But when you graduate to your higher self, you don't do that stupid shit. You don't do that shit because that shit is stupid. It's ignorant and it's dumb. We all want nice clothes. We all want nice shoes. But what the fuck do you need 60 pairs of sneakers for and you only got two goddamn feet. What do you need 50 cars for if you can only drive one at a time? Let's just be honest. And the people who have these things do not put their people on to where their people could get these things too. I don't want to give I don't give a fuck about a black billionaire. If it's a black billionaire, then he should be sitting in the room with fucking 20 multimillionaires. Multimillionaires. How you got a billion dollars? And your man don't even got $1 million. Let's keep it real. That's not successful. Success is having everybody around you employed, their own bosses, and being around love and good health. That's success. So a lot of times, I don't want y'all to get it misconstrued that, you know, I don't feel like I'm not successful because I'm not on this platform. Because at the end of the day, everybody on fucking YouTube, let's just keep it real. Everybody on YouTube, everybody on SoundCloud, everybody on iTunes. And you never seen nobody account balance. So what motherfuckers telling you they got, you don't know if they really got it. So when people be like, yo, this motherfucker is a billionaire, how do you know? Did you see his bank account? What about the people we thought was multimillionaires and then they filed for bankruptcy and we be like, and they like they broke? Why? Because you bought into the image of the jury, the cars, the clothes. You bought into shit. You understand what I'm saying? Success is me knowing that everybody who is a part of this Doggy Diamonds TV, this Doggy Diamonds No Filter machine, is living good, is in good health, and could take care of their family. That's when I'm going to feel like I'm successful. When I feel like, yo, this person has this, this person has that, and we moving in this direction. 
And I got other plans. Shout out to Q Butter, Zyx Institute. He does a lot of things for the children. Q Butter, Q Butter, K. That's about to say K. Q U E Butter. He does a lot of things for children. He took donations and he bought the kids microscopes and he showed all the microscopes he bought for the children. And he's trying to do things and build institutes for children nationwide, all around the United States and all the inner cities. He started in Brooklyn and he's moving all around and I'm going to be a part of that. And I'm going to help him. That's what success is. Success is the next generation. Don't got to go through what we go through. They, we already given them a chance. We already putting them in a position to win. Success is not, I'm a fucking billionaire and everybody I know is broke, destitute, destroyed, mentally ill, physically ill, in jail. That's not success. That's not success. Not to me. And playing a fucking fool will never be success. I'm never going to play stupid. I'm never going to make excuses for being unintelligent. Because at the end of the day, with all this knowledge out here and all this uh, uh, access to learning, how could you be unintelligent? Or you playing stupid because that's what you think the demographic likes. You dumbing it down. No, no, we don't dumb it down. We pick people up. We stay on our plane and we try to raise people up to our plane. You don't go down. Only time you dumb it down or you speak a certain tone or a certain way is when you're dealing with children. But when you're dealing with grown-ass men and women, you don't dumb it down. Yes, sometimes you have to reduce it to the simplest terms so they can understand you, but that's only to bring them up. You don't go down and stay down and be like, yo, uh, 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 I'm dumb or oh, I'm stupid because of this. That. No, I would never do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I would never do that. And I don't even know if y'all know shit. I'm a damn high school dropout. I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not with all that. You know? So, at the end of it all, I salute y'all. I thank y'all for joining me today. This is Doggy Diamonds No Filter. Please subscribe to that iTunes if you have an Apple. Doggy Diamonds No Filter. Please look that up. Uh, if you have a, a Android, I'm on Google Play, I'm on SoundCloud, whatever you choose to use to listen to this, use it. Uh, I, I normally put the, um, the, the podcast on, um, uh, YouTube, but I would like for y'all to hear the audio sometimes when you at work, listen to the audio, when you, um, if you are a driver, if you're a cab driver, if you are a trucker, shout out to all the truckers. Shout out to uh, all of the cab drivers. Shout out to everybody who listen at work, man. This shit real. Like one thing I one thing I will say, man, is I know that my support system is authentic and people support me for me and not because of somebody put me in a position to make you support me. People support me because they genuinely fuck with me. Not because of the glamour and glitz of what somebody else did for me that make you fuck with me. You fuck with me for me. That is the most organic. I tell my little homies all the time, you put up a video, don't go buy no fucking views. Don't go buy no goddamn uh, likes. Don't go buy no Instagram friends. Get your shit organically. 
Because right now, as I speak, January 9th, 2018, I'm at 93,000 subscribers on YouTube. Doggy Diamonds TV has 93,000 subscribers on YouTube. Not because some big celebrity said, go subscribe there. Not because of none of that. Because y'all directly fuck with me and what I bring to the table. That is success. I'm not on nobody else's platform. I'm on my shit. Yes, I'm on YouTube, but I'm on under my name. That is success. I don't care what nobody else is doing. I don't care what somebody else has. Because I don't measure, I don't use other people as my measuring stick. I use myself. I know where I came from. So I'm already successful based off of where I came from, mentally, physically, spiritually. I'm already successful. And I say all these things for you to empower yourself. Man, listen, you got a nine to five, salute. Nothing wrong with having a job. Shout out to everybody on on, on um, the job right now who might be listening. Shout out to the, 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 the cashiers in Target. Shout out to the, 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 uh, the cashiers in Cold Stone. Shout out to the people, Cold Stones. I love ice cream. Everybody knows that. Shout out to everybody who, uh, who is at their job because there's nothing wrong with having a J-O-B. But listen, I want you to know, find what you love as a hobby to keep your mind clear and try to make you some goddamn money from your hobby. And everybody can't rap. You know what make more money than the lawyer? I mean, make more money than the rappers? The lawyers. Ain't nothing wrong with getting your law degree. Get a law degree. It's going to take some of that, you know, some of that education, schooling rather. But do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody at work, man. I do not diss the working man or woman. The youth getting up every day, uh, 17, 18 years old, that's getting up, going to work. I salute you. You're already going out in the world, getting yourself prepared for the rest of your life. We got to stop dissing people. Oh, this bum-ass motherfucker working McDonald's. Well, who going to give you your food? You eating that nasty shit? You going to diss the person at McDonald's? I don't disrespect nobody for where they work. Straight up and down. I don't disrespect nobody because everybody is needed. Everybody serves a purpose. I don't give a fuck if you and Auntie Annie spinning pretzels. I don't give a fuck. You are needed. Somebody want that spent pretzel with that sugar on that shit. So stop disrespecting people for having a job. It's the people that's sitting in the crib that got this sense of entitlement who think everybody's supposed to give them shit. That is the fucking shit that I don't respect. Those are the people I don't respect. You know what I'm saying? The people who are out there working right now, the conductors on the trains, the goddamn bus drivers, the people who work overnight in the 24-hour supermarkets, the people who work in gas stations. Salute to everybody. Salute to the people who got to get up in the morning. Salute. Oh, and another thing we don't give enough credit to and enough credit for the single stay-at-home mothers who nurse and take care of their children. Salute to them because that is a goddamn job. I don't know. Listen, 
Shout out to all the mothers who take care of their children, all the fathers who take care of their children, and the mothers and fathers who take care of their children together. That shit is tough. Babies are tough. Children are tough. Parenting is a job. Don't ever let nobody let you know or tell you that you just take care of kids. That ain't shit. No, 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 no. That shit is, listen, because when your baby is a mixture of you and their mother or a mixture of your grandfather and your grandmother, sometimes it's very tough dealing with children, especially when they're a reflection of you and you know the bullshit you be on. So imagine a little you giving you the shit you gave your parents. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the single mothers. Shout out to the single fathers. And shout out to the couples that's raising their children. And shout out to the people who co-parent too. Because that's real too. But it's very, very tough. It's very, very tough raising children. And I see some mothers sometimes, yo, and I'm so kind and courteous in the street, you know, because of my upbringing. I will refuse to go in a damn train station and see a woman going down the stairs or up the stairs with their stroller and I don't ask them if they need help. I refuse to not open that door for a woman going through the um the doors and I don't hold them damn doors open. I be seeing suckers walk past. I be like, look at these suckers. You can't ask her if she need help. I was in uh, a woman yesterday had mad bags. I asked you, do you need help? She said, sure. I helped her to a car. I kept it moving. It don't cost you nothing to help people, to be nice to people. That's the fucking problem now. Everybody's so mean and angry. I'm like, how I'm on a train and it's like 100 people on this car and nobody fucking said nothing to anybody. Do you know how strange that really is? You're on a car with 100 fucking people and nobody said nothing to anybody. It's just all dirty looks and mistrust. How could you live in a fucking world like that? I strike up conversation with people I don't know every day because I don't live in this world by myself. But I'm like, yo, everybody looking at each other. And then when you go home, you want to talk about the shit you've seen, but you ain't talk about talk to the person about what you saw. Me, I see somebody, I be like, yo, yo, them fucking sneakers is dope. Or I be like, yo, where you got that hat from, fam? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you knew, yo, this hat is fly. And, and you feel good when somebody say, yo, you came off with that hat. Even sometimes I see women, I'm like, yo, you killed that hairstyle. It ain't no, yo, you killed that hairstyle. What's your Instagram? I don't be on that time. I just be like, yo, you killed that hairstyle. That hairstyle was banging. You know what I'm saying? You killed that. And I keep it moving. Because it don't cost you shit to be nice to people. It don't cost you anything. So you don't live in this world by yourself. You have a dream and you see people in your dream and you wonder who those people are. You never seen them a day in your life, but they're in your dreams. Never think about that shit. It's the same thing. You encounter people every day that you never saw a day in your life. But then you see them in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? You see them in the flesh. And it's some people that make an impact on your thoughts and your mind and your subconscious that you have to strike a, uh, strike up a conversation with them in some form or fashion. And you'd be surprised what you get from people that you don't know. That's why they say your network determines your net worth. My networking on the streets with the people, directly with the people, is second to nobody because I rock with the people directly, direct to consumer. I deal directly with the people. 
And they know I'm always around. I'm always out there with them. I'm always walking around. You see me in Trader Joe's every other day, downtown Brooklyn. You see me in Target at Atlantic Center. You see me all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm a regular ass person. You know, I don't give a fuck what I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what I achieve. No matter what you do, no matter what you achieve, you're still going in the grave or you're going to get burned and you're going to be sitting on somebody's mantle. It is what it is. So it don't hurt to be cool to people out in the street. Now, on the internet sometimes, you know, motherfuckers be assholes. So I be, you know, you follow me on Twitter or something. I flame people. I don't give a fuck. I'm from the the message boys, the, the, the AIM, the AOL Instant Messenger days. When you talk crazy and you try to troll me, shit, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm with that shit. Sometimes I, I give you, I give you 10 minutes to shit with you, you know, I, to shit on you. But at the end of the day, I know where I came from and I know what I had and I know what I didn't have. And I know uh, shit is real. I know the struggle is real for a lot of people. That's why even sometimes, you know, I ask people for donations. People don't donate. You don't see me come on here and say, yo, fuck y'all for not donating. You know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't donate to my Patreon. Yes, I do all this shit on my own. I do all this shit out of my pocket, my money. I bring content out of my pocket, my money. I do not have a big corporation, no crazy sponsors, none of that shit. This is all from me, directly to you. I I do have a Patreon. I have a PayPal. I have a Cash App. I have all of that. For people who want to donate, you go in the description, you donate. If you don't, no, I'm not cursing you out. I'm still going to do what I got to do because I'm going to get to it anyway. I'm going to do what I got to do anyway. I'm not letting nothing stop me from achieving what I got to achieve. I'm not letting nothing stop me from getting where I need to get. And that, I told y'all already what success is to me. I don't care what nobody else thinks success is. I took control of my health. I took control of my mental health. You know what I'm saying? And the donate situations is in the uh, in the description box. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, I only need $1 a month from everybody. $1, four quarters, 10 dimes, 20 nickels, 100 pennies. I don't care how you send it. Just send it. Doggy Diamonds. It's patreon.com slash doggy diamond no filter. $1 a month. That's $12 a year you can give me and watch the changes that I make in all of this audio, visual, media shit. I've already been doing it with no, with no finances, right? Now, think about um, that's $12 a year. You pay $10 a month for Netflix and you ain't got shit to watch. So I know I got a Lord Jamar interview, yes. I know I got a um, Talib Kweli interview I got to put out. I got a lot of interviews I got to put out. Uh, I just got a C. Gutter interview, Biggie right here. Man, I wasn't really supposed to announce this, but y'all can hear this live. I got um C. Gutter interview, Biggie right here, man. When Biggie said, don't you know my man Gutter kidnapped kids, fuck them in their ass, throw them over the bridge? I asked him, did he really do that? So stay tuned. You're going to be surprised at the answers. So, you know, um, it's a lot that um going on. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on that I'm that I'm that I'm but I'm just trying to, you know, uh up the platform. I you know, YouTube, I love YouTube, I love SoundCloud, I love iTunes, but I said for 2018, I do want to take bigger steps, you know, um, 
this this uh this this thing for me is fairly new with Doggy Diamonds TV. Y'all know me from Forbes DVD since 2007, but this uh Doggy Diamonds TV thing is only two years old. You know, so I'm right on schedule where I want to be with me um putting my face out there and putting my um brand out there. You know, who the fuck you know? Who the fuck you know that lost over 100 pounds naturally without getting any motherfucking surgery and no funny shit? I did that. That's success. I was 300 pounds. Now I'm like 189 pounds. I was 298. Now I'm 189 pounds. So, you know what I'm saying? That's success to me. Y'all seen what I used to look like. You know what I'm saying? That's success. So, it's people who out there who fat as shit and they hard about the fallout, but they got a lot of money. You understand what I'm saying? So, we got to reevaluate what success is. I achieve everything I want to achieve. Just sometimes, you know, people might say, well, do you want this? I say, no, nah, I don't really consider that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really thought about that. Because I don't want to be in certain company. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody's clowning Diddy because he was on the um, uh, the podcast. And it's like, everybody like, yo, he making passes at dudes and shit. Like, he's actually look like he's coming on the dudes and shit. I don't want to be around that shit. If I got to be around that to be successful, then I'm going to be right where the fuck I'm at. Because a motherfucker make a pass at me, I'm going to be like, yo, hold up. Hold me on some real shit. On some real shit. We not doing that. And we not going, average, we not going to put that out there. You know what I'm saying? We not going to put that out there with you doing shit that just on some weird shit. We not doing that. And I ain't saying he's anything. But the perception... Nah, we're not going to do that. <clears throat> so. Nah, I didn't do that. Um, What I did, I, I, I got, um, I got videos on here. Like I said, um, I never call one of my boys daddy. Get the fuck out of here, Frankie Knuckles. <laughs> never. Only person I ever called daddy was my damn father. But, um, uh, nah, I don't do crash diets. I don't do none of that. I sped up my metabolism. I eat every three hours. Um, I eat a lot of I eat fresh fruit every day. I eat a lot of seeds, raisins. Um, I do a lot of um walking. I just signed up for the gym like maybe a month ago, but I lost that without the gym. And I drink a gallon of water a day. You know what I'm saying? I do not drink juice, I do not drink soda, I do not eat potato chips. My only weakness and my only thing I love is ice cream, brownies. And bean pies. I love those things. But what I ate for dinner tonight, I ate a stir fry and a tablespoon of olive oil. I ate uh, a half a plum tomato. I had uh, a half a plum tomato. I ate maybe like um, an ounce of a white onion. I had like a handful of green beans a few broccoli spears and maybe like five um, Brussels sprouts. And I had green pepper, orange pepper, and red pepper. And I stir fry all of that in like a tablespoon of olive oil. I put some Himalaya sea salt and some thing called 21 seasoning from um, uh, Trader Joe's and some, and, and some uh, garlic powder. 
And that's what I ate. You know what I'm saying? And that shit get me full. But you got to remember, I eat all day. I eat every three hours. So when you wake up from the time you wake up, you eat. Uh, I've been eating all day. You know what I'm saying? So by the time the nighttime come, I'm not hungry. I've been eating all day and drinking water all day. So you think, damn, I'm going to be lightheaded. I'm going to be hungry. Nah. You just fucking just keep eating. You know what I'm saying? And I do eat meat paws, but I, I don't I, I don't eat beef because um it doesn't agree with me um for health reasons. Beef doesn't um agree with me. And I don't eat um pork. I haven't eaten pork since 1991. So I eat um I still eat chicken. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Every now and again, I might go have me some buffalo wild wings. <clears throat> I might have some um wing stock. Because sometimes you have to introduce things into your body for your body to fight that shit off. I don't mean I'm going to go on a four-day binge of eating it, three-day binge of eating it, uh, five-day binge of eating it. No, I don't do that. I don't eat turkey um, because when I first started uh, my lifestyle change, turkey wasn't included in it, and I never incorporated it back into it. So I'm a little nervous about eating it again because I don't want to have no effects of turkey, like you know, being nauseous or anything. You know, I don't eat bacon, period. I don't eat a bunch of salty shit. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't eat no crown fried chicken. I don't eat shit like that. I don't eat shit like that. <clears throat> so, I got to drink some water. I've been talking for two ass hours straight without a sip of water. Y'all hear me coughing and shit. Uh, I thank y'all for joining me today. Doggy Diamonds, no filter. Uh... Podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast on everything. Um, A lot of things, when you want to lose weight, it's all mental. And when you deal with your mental, discipline is the key. That's why I talk to people about discipline so much. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Self-discipline. Discipline is what makes you not cheat on your mate. Makes you not spend money that you know you're not supposed to be spending. Makes you not eat food at four in the morning that you know you're not supposed to be eating. Discipline is what makes you pay your bills on time. Discipline is what makes you take care of your children. Discipline is what makes you get get to work on time. Discipline makes you punctual. That's all discipline. Discipline, discipline. And if you want discipline, you could go to shop.doggydiamondstv.com and cop your discipline gear to remind yourself every day Stay on track. Stay on course. Shop.doggydiamondstv.com. But if you get off your track, get back on your track. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of things going on sometimes that could throw you off. And you got things sometimes, you know, life is tough. And like I said, shit is, 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 is real. Shit is real out here in the field. The damn rent is high and the money ain't going up. People ain't nice. You know, domestic shit. All things going on um, civilly, politically. So I understand. And we go to vices when we're stressed. When we deal with trauma, we deal with trauma the the ways that I described earlier. So, you know, you just got to stay on your shit. You know what I'm saying? You just got to stay on your shit. Stay on your shit. Do discipline. And I'm going to tell you all something. And I said this before. And I'm going to close on this. When I was um, first started... Uh, dieting, and I started riding my bike. People used to laugh at me. People used to be like, "Yo, this fat nigga on a bike." But I thought it was funny because I was like, 
just because you're small, that don't mean you're healthy. But at least I'm trying to do something. Yo, when I go to the gym and I see big people in the gym, I'll be like, yo, get that shit. Do that shit. Salute. Because we got to allow our people room to grow. And we got to stop shitting on our people for trying to better themselves. That's the most fucked up shit ever. You have to straight up and down give people positive reinforcements. And you have to say, you got to give yourself positive affirmations. And you know what I used to say? Yo, I used to be riding my bike, right? I used to ride around Prospect Park twice. I used to ride 20 miles every day, right? And I used to say to myself, I'm getting tired and I'm ready to quit. You know what I used to say to myself? I had a chant that I used to say to myself. I used to say, I don't want to be fat no more. 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 And that shit used to psych me out. That shit was almost like the Rocky music in my head. Dead ass serious. That shit used to psych me out. Yo, and then by the time uh, I realized, I rolled like another five miles. You know what I'm saying? I rolled like another five miles. You know what I'm saying? Because I psyched myself out like, nah, fuck that. I'm getting, I'm getting this shit. So when you wear size 42 pants, 44 pants, and then you could get into like a 34, and them shits ain't mediums, and a 36 fitting, you know, the way you want your shit to fit baggy. And I don't wear holy clothes too. So shout out to all the dudes out there who wears holy clothes. I'm not wearing no pants with holes in them. Fuck that. If I want some clothes with holes on them, I just wear my old pants that's holy now. I'm not buying no brand new pants with all the cloth ain't on it. Fuck that. But that's another subject. But um, that's what it is. I'm Doggy Diamonds. Thank y'all for tuning in. Doggy Diamonds TV. Make sure you subscribe. If you didn't subscribe, make sure. I don't want to be broke no more. Hey, that's going to make you get the fuck up every day too, man. Anything you got to do to get up every day, give themselves some positive affirmations, do that shit. I'm Doggy Diamonds. Doggy Diamonds TV. If you are subscribed and you did not hit that bell, if you did not hit that bell, make sure you hit the bell because the bell will always let you know when I upload a new video. And I know sometimes you probably come and say, damn, he uploaded mad shit and I didn't see it. That's because you didn't hit the bell. So hit the bell button. Hit the like button. I'm out of here. Doggy Dom is no filter. Peace, everybody in the room. If you're hearing this on iTunes and SoundCloud or Google Play or all three, you should subscribe to the YouTube too because... You could be a part of the live chat like Queen B is, like Guided by the Ancestors, like Boards in the Hood is, like Simone Brown is, like Global Media 2, like Joshua, like Nicole Nikita Wiggins is, like Crazy 225 is. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. So I can say these names. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Like Emery Blaze is. Let's go, let's go. Like Jack King is. Like Figo 007 TV. Like Reek Tan 67, like Jeremy Craig is, like Immobilarity One is, like Lola Wright is, like Brian Takeover is. I said Crazy 225, like That's Good Money is, like Armand Robinson is, like Tony Starks is, like KCZ 303 is. They all know. Y'all got to be in the know, like these people. You see this? They in the know. You know what I'm saying? Like the Mac of, the Mac of all 010. Like offbeat bop is offbeat bop. That shit's crazy. <laughs> Your bop is offbeat. That shit is crazy. Yo, I like that name. That's fire. Offbeat bop. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I gotta get up out of here. Thank y'all. Peace. Share this video.
All right, all right. I got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to Doggy Diamond's No Filter Podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure you share this. Spread the word. Talk about it. Argue with me. I don't give a fuck what you do. Leave a comment. This is Doggy Diamonds. I'm out of here. See you on the next podcast. Peace. Doggy Diamonds did this.